With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It's Summer Rae. And the best page on Instagram for wrestling news is the Wrestling Classic. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the Wrestling Classic. Justin here, back for the PWC show live every Saturday at Dash Radio on the Dash Talk X channel at 6 p.m. Pacific time. No, 3 p.m. No, yeah, wait. Yeah, 6 p.m. Pacific time. 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. We are here today with none other than the Dropkick Podcast. It's Daniel. What's going on, bro? Good, good, Matt. Thank you for having me on for the third week. Well, third, oh, this guy's on time. a streak. This guy's on a streak. <laughs> Someone take me away. But how are you doing, man? It's... I'm good, man. It's been a loaded week of wrestling news. Um, we're going to talk about fasting. We're talking about Raw, NXT, Dynamite, WrestleMania, the Hall of Fame, The Fiend. There's so much stuff to talk about. But let's start with fasting because I was happened past Sunday. It was a WWE pay per view fasting, the last pay per view on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, stop having two pay-per-views between WrestleMania. Thank you. But uh, I hope so. I mean, too much wrestling this year, right? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's too much on the... It should be Rumble, maybe one show, and then WrestleMania. It just the, the yeah. having two shows in between is just... It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's no, a I lot. think it is. Like, you have Chamber, and then you should have Mania. But I think the reason why they still kept fasting is to have... Um, to test out Peacock and like people hate that apparently like they're banning a lot of Attitude Era stuff and we don't know for sure but what they have taken out they have been editing stuff out you're right about that um mm-hmm. for example when Vince McMahon said the n-word backstage with uh a Booker T and John Cena at Survivor Series 2005 I believe that's been edited out yeah. um I don't know if you guys remember Wrestlemania 6 where uh, Roddy Roddy Piper painted half his body black in a feud with um, Bad News Brown, and they edited that whole match out, the promo and everything. So there's like 12 minutes missing from WrestleMania six. It is pretty interesting how extreme they like now. People are like, well, what are they going to edit out from the Attitude Era? Exactly, because all of the stuff was uploaded full on the WWE Network mm-hmm. per- previously. So uh, yeah, no, I'm intrigued. But 
fascinating. What were your thoughts about it? The Fiend was back. How do you think I mean, about the Fiend's look? If you want my honest thoughts, I mean, that's why we're here. I, I don't care. I'm oh, over wow. it. I don't. I, yeah, I'm with I, it. I, I'm not. I don't care about the Fiend anymore. Like I think they killed it. Like I don't know. I just don't get the hype anymore. I don't know if it's just me. I think this Bray Wyatt Randy Orton storyline has ran its course, and they're trying to milk it and drain it at this point. <laughs> and, I, and I think, you know, like it's cool. Like the finish is cool. Alexa Bliss sat on top of Randy. His wife got mad. I mean. Oh, the marks, the 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 horny marks loved it. Alexa down tremendously, man. Down, down tremendously. Look at my comment section. Listen, I thought it was quote unquote. I don't want. I don't like using these terms. It's the only thing that's on the top of my head now. Like I thought it was hot too. Don't get me wrong. I get it. Like damn, Alexa, chill. But like the the horniness on the internet for it is ridiculous. <laughs> like, L- listen, I think that was. Yo, I posted right? that picture that has ten thousand likes. I mean, they knew what they were doing, so I think they got that across pretty well. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, hats off to them. But I want to just point out that I know a lot of people expected the fiend to come back and look completely different and be a whole different person. Well, I will say I, I do like the fact that, as per his mask, because I think what he's wearing kind of looks whatever. But yeah. as per the mask, at least it looks like a mask that got burnt. Like they kept that aesthetic, which is good. No, hundred percent. And you know what's so funny? People are saying that's not actually Bray Wyatt. That's Bo Dallas underneath the whole thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that'd be pretty cool, actually. Like, I would get back into the whole, you know, mix of things. But you never know, man. But you're right. There are um, little pieces of the old fiend where his gloves are still like it says hurt and like what hurt you or something like that. Yeah, hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think it's pretty cool, but overall, not a, not a bad pay per view. And uh, we no, finally, so before yeah. we get before we get because I know you're gonna switch gears. Like I just want to say, like I I think it makes sense that the fiend, um, people think it's Bo Dallas because I we, it's happened every time every time Bray is taking time off, he gets in great shape and he comes back in great shape, and everyone's like, oh, he's skinnier, like da 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 da. But I do think. As it is a rumor that it's Bo Dallas, I'm with it because that gives Bo something to do. And if Bo plays the Fiend character while Bray plays Firefly Funhouse Bray, like that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm with it. Uh, I just want to point out that Alexa Bliss has beaten a 14-time world champion. And you know what's so cool about it? Randy Orton is the fucking man for putting Alexa over. Like, like even on the Stone Cold podcast, like you know. Shout out to the Broken Skull Sessions. Go check it out with Randy Orton if you haven't yet great episode but like he's the man like before you know taker was willing to put him over now he's willing to put over alexa bliss and whatnot so i think you know randy's at that stage of his career where he can take losses like this and still you know be relevant still be that guy so i think you know it does great business you know no i'm with you and i really do i really did enjoy uh the, I, I told people going into fast and like this isn't going to be a wrestling match. This is a segment. Don't think it's a match. And that's yeah. exactly what it was. It was a segment. They had things falling from the ceiling. That uh, you know, Alexa throwing fireballs. I don't know the type of match we're gonna get between Randy and the Fiend at WrestleMania. I don't know if it's some sort of stipulation, a gimmick, or if it's gonna be a Firefly Funhouse. But I personally am intrigued, and I'm with it. It's something different. I know people. You know, the traditional wrestling fans are like this isn't wrestling. This is what is this like theater acting a movie like. <laughs> For you people that see wrestling differently than me, from my perspective, it's still a television show. It is it is theater. It is a movie. It's fake, guys. The yeah. matches I'm having aren't real. I apologize if I offended anybody. That Those transitions and super kicks, and they're all fake. 
Um, does wrestling hurt? Is it real? Uh, do you need to be athletic to do it? 110. percent um, Do you need to be talented to do it? 110. percent Does that shit hurt? 110. percent But it's all fake. And shit like this in wrestling um, brings that entertainment value. Is going to bring in the casual viewers that aren't just there to see a five-star classic go 20 minutes on a raw. I apologize, but that's just the truth. There's, um, I don't mean to jump forward, but there was a lot of wrestling on Dynamite this week. You know, all of it was really good, but for me, it was a pretty boring Dynamite, to be honest. Um, yeah, go ahead. No, sorry to cut you off, but um, I don't know why people aren't talking about this, but um, so this past Raw, Bobby Lashley beat Sheamus. Like, he tapped him out, and this was the first time Sheamus has tapped out in his entire WWE career. Is it the like first he, time he's never tapped out to the STFU or some shit to see that? Never, never. This is the first time. And I don't know why they're not capitalizing on this and making this into, like, a they big probably don't even. They probably don't even remember. So I don't, you know. Sheamus and Drew had a banger at Fastlane. That was a good match. I, it was just hard for him to get into it because they wrestled, like, three times on Raw prior. Yeah. Um, but I like it, but it was a good match from like what I remember. I was like, I was I remember watching me like if we didn't see these guys wrestle each other like two, three times on Raw before this show, this match would have been so much more special. Um, but I think that wraps up the Sheamus and Drew feud, um, which sucks because you know I, I was digging it and I wish they got to do more with it or that we didn't get to see them wrestle so many times. Um, there was always the question of does Sheamus join uh Drew and Bobby in the main event of WrestleMania to make it a triple threat, but that doesn't seem the case. It seems like Sheamus is going to start targeting Matt Riddle, the current United States champion. But speaking of triple threats, that main event at Fastlane, though, Mm-mm-mm-mm. how do you how do you feel about that? Because I know that's well, where you were going. Yeah, so Edge finally showed some personality. <laughs> I'm just saying, like that's the coolest thing he's done since winning the Rumble, right? Like. I don't know, but I, I'll say this, man. Daniel Bryan deserves to be in that main event. This man was so over in 2014 where they were forced to put him in the main event, and the same situation this time around, like, he's that guy. So I think he deserves that. And even if this is his last WrestleMania as a full-time active wrestler, then, you know, what a way to go out as a full-time guy. I'm with you too. I think Daniel Bryan deserves to be in the main event. I've been saying that uh, the most interesting thing about this whole Edge Roman Reigns feud thus far has been Daniel Bryan. And to (laughs) see Edge show some character, get frustrated, start whacking both Bryan and Roman with a chair. Personally, like I'm a I am a big Edge fan, but my favorite times being an Edge fan is when Edge is a bad guy. I think I really jumped on the Edge bandwagon. We were watching a couple of the old uh, WrestleManias, and when we're watching WrestleMania 21. I mentioned how I jumped on the edge bandwagon on that 2004 period where he started turning heel because I just, I bought into it and I've always enjoyed edge as a heel. Yeah. And I think the that's... comeback story has calmed down the whole comeback. The edge is back. Woohoo. Return at the rumble. <laughs> happy go lucky. That story's done. It's finished. It's dead. It's done. It's over. He got injured. It stunted his momentum. It stopped everything. It's oh, that's just the way the cookie crumbled. And now he's back. If he was to turn heel now, I wouldn't be upset. And I don't expect him to turn full heel. I expect him to be a bit of a tweener. I want to mm-hmm. see him slowly become more and more frustrated with this current crop of talent that he has to lose his shit. Listen, I don't – no disrespect. I, I think he's one of the greatest of all time. You know, we've been over this. But he does not need the belt. I, I've, I've told people this on Twitter. I'm like, the way that Roman should win the belt, if it's just Roman Edge, he should just – you know, put Ash to sleep. Put him in the good team. Make him just, you know, sleep. He doesn't need a tap out. He doesn't need to eat the pinfall. He just 
goes to sleep, and the fans lose their fucking minds, and he walks out there, still berating defending Universal Champion. I think that's a great way to fucking end WrestleMania. So, you know? And they de- they put themselves in a really good position, too, if they really want to, where Edge doesn't need to lose by losing. Like, Brian could lose the match for them. Um, Roman, doesn't get, Roman doesn't need to get pinned. Brian could pin Edge. And now you have a way to get the belt off Roman where he's pissed because he didn't even get pinned. You know, um, or vice versa, Edge could pin Brian with the belt, and that could piss off Roman. My biggest thing heading into WrestleMania this entire time with this whole Edge and Roman thing is I'm like, they booked themselves in a corner because one, I know everybody wants this comeback story. Edge wins the belt. Oh my god! But I thought I'm like, I knew the moment Edge announced himself for the Rumble, he was gonna win and he was gonna face Roman. I'm like, this sucks because Roman cannot lose. Roman no, should not lose. This should not happen yet. Um, I do not want to see Roman get pinned. Or tap out to Edge. Mm-hmm. I, I don't then, see it either. Yeah. Prior to the Royal Rumble, I kept saying, I'm like, you know what would be a really good feud would be Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan, because Bryan can bring up how Roman can never get over, and they always wanted him when they were trying to push Roman, and yada, yada, yada. And Bryan's been telling the story, and it's been so good. I think we've put ourselves in a position now where we're either going to have Roman lose the title, but because Bryan or Edge are the ones that get pinned, Mm-hmm. And that's the and I'm a little bit more okay with that. Like I'll admittedly say, like I'm okay with Roman losing the belt if Roman doesn't get pinned or anything. If yeah. that happens, that's fine. My biggest concern was Edge beating Roman. But listen, I don't. But does that even matter anymore? We saw Roman tap out though. No, that's fine because he tapped on the ref. So Roman can show sure. signs of weakness. He's this giant insecure bully. That's his character. Mm-hmm. He no, wrestles when he wants to. He barely wrestles. He does things on his time. And you have to think that at some point, Roman must have been aware that there's no referee, so he started tapping, so he'd release the hold. Look at you. just supporting Roman Reigns. You know? I, like, I, I, get me I the hell out it. of this. I, I, I like Roman, but he's no Daniel Bryan. I'm just saying. And psychology-wise, like we need to believe that, because Roman's still a bad guy, and Roman shouldn't yeah. lose, for sure. But we need to believe that he could lose. Mm-hmm. You gotta remember, this is not the first time it seemed like Roman almost lost. When yeah. he fought Drew McIntyre, it was the same situation. He basically lost, but the ref was out. I mean, when I he fought Kevin Owens, he like he's always been this close to losing. Mm-hmm. It's just that he finds a way around it, and then he stays remainingly as cocky as and as arrogant as possible because <laughs> that's who Roman Reigns is. No, I think that's great though. I think having how many this- times Jay Uso almost had Roman Reigns. That, We've seen true. Roman Reigns almost lose over and over again. It's not that he can't lose. Mm-hmm. It's now that he's this arrogant, cocky bully that won't lose. Yeah. No, I, I think it's great, though, having Roman as this dominant top heel. But again, like, that argument with fans is always like, oh, Edge should, you know, win. He deserves it. Listen, a lot of fucking people deserve the world title. I'm he- okay with Edge winning if Brian takes a fall. You heard it here first. And I don't, I'm, but realistically, the best thing that could happen is Roman retains. The second best thing that could happen is Brian somehow wins. And the third best thing that happens is Edge does win. But he, but Brian is the reason that Edge wins. So you're still protecting Roman. But you got to look at it this way. Like, what is going to be the afterfall of WrestleMania? Because, like, Roman's going to be pissed and then beat the fuck out of Edge. I mean, we can go that way. But <laughs> I, I'm just saying, if Edge, if Edge wins the belt, there's, I don't know. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not with it fully. If my, like I said, the best first option is Roman retains, and this continues. That's the number one option. Yeah. Number two is if Brian wins, because I'd rather have Brian win over Edge. And number three is Edge wins over Brian, not over Roman. And even if Brian wins, it has to be over Edge, not Roman. I, I, at the end of the day, I do not want to see Roman get pinned or tapped. No, that's fair. I think Roman's at the top, you know, in, in that spot of his career where he's dominant, but he can wrestle smart and still have great matches, you know, so. And on that note, Daniel, I kind of am okay with a baby face going over here because I kind of want Bobby Lashley to retain, even though I think oh. that's definitely not going to happen. You know it's not going to happen. <laughs> I was like, why'd you give us this Bobby thing if you're just going to – see, when the Miz had it, it was different because we know the Miz had a reign in the past. And it was fine, and he's the Miz. But with Bobby, it's like if he loses the belt, does he just fall down the card now? I hope not. I mean, personally, I want Bobby Lashley to you know retain, but I think with fans like coming back for you know since twenty twenty, like you know they might give it to Drew because it's WrestleMania. Moment. Yeah, I think they want to get through his moment. But I just like I'm I'm happy Bobby's champion right now, like genuinely happy, and I'm not. Wow. Not gonna be happy if Drew wins again. I think Drew had an amazing 2020. It just sucks that it had to be during a pandemic year, but he had an amazing 2020. Let's give Bobby a, a good run here. Let's give and, Bobby a good mania moment. No, hundred percent. You said it yourself, like on previous uh, TWC episodes, that Drew McIntyre is a made man. Like he doesn't need the title, and he's already established as that top dog on the Raw roster. So, you know, he can fucking be credible as that guy and still have credible matches with Sheamus, with an AJ Styles, you know what I mean? And, you know, he'd still be fine. I don't... I don't know. I'm with you, man. I have no idea what's going to happen tonight on SmackDown, because this is going to drop on Friday, obviously, but Sasha smacked the crap out of Bianca. They're finally making finally. some tension between the two of them. Um, let's not see them try to be tag teams. Let's not see them feud Nia and Shayna. Let's them have uh, war words. We got a taste of it on the Kevin Owens show a couple of weeks back. Um, and now we got a taste of it again. It still makes me laugh inside a little bit just because like, I know Sasha's, what, like a year younger than me. She's younger than Bianca, but she's treating Bianca like a rookie. <laughs> this respect about not respecting your elders gets to me. I don't know if that's a cultural thing. Um, but... I am down to see it happen properly, but it just sucks that there's what two more SmackDowns left this tonight and next week, and that's it. Like that's, that's all it, we're yeah. getting to build this to make it more competitive. Um, once again, I, I am that person that says, well, maybe this feud continues after WrestleMania, so something happens where it continues, and then it gets even more intense and personal. But I would have loved for it to be more intense and personal going into Mania, because like I said before, and like a lot of fans are still on this on this on this wavelength that. Bianca and Sasha could have main evented night one. Personally, I don't know if that can happen anymore unless they do something in those next couple of weeks that really hypes it up. But um, they they definitely have something here. And I, I've i said it before and I'll say it again. I'm okay with this match going either way. If Bianca beats Sasha, Sasha's finally had the lengthier reign. She's had a dominant reign. She's gone from, uh, what, October to April um, and she's she proved that she is who she is, and I don't think this is the last time we're going to see Sasha Banks as the women's champion, so it doesn't affect me too much. But there is a part of me that wants 
Sasha to win so she could have her WrestleMania moment because she's never really had, other than WrestleMania 32 coming out there with Snoop and wearing that Eddie gear and doing the frog splash for the first time, she never really had that WrestleMania moment. Like, WrestleMania so. 33, she was in a fatal four-way, which she didn't win. WrestleMania 34, she was on the kickoff. WrestleMania 35, they lost the tag belts. WrestleMania 36, she got eliminated in that elimination match when Bailey was a champion. Like, this could be Sasha Banks' WrestleMania moment, whether it's this main eventing the first night or retaining the title over Bianca in a banger of a match. It'd be cool. But then again, I understand that they are like almost all in with Bianca right now. Yeah. But please let them let Bianca attack Sasha. Let them get at each other. Like, what are we waiting for? No, I agree. And I don't know why we pulled the trigger on this feud so late in terms of just building tension between these two. Like, why were they fighting for the tag titles when they were when they should be, you know, killing each other at each other's throats? You know what I mean? But you know, I guess other than last week, I don't know if you saw Sasha beat Nia Jax defending the women's championship was cool, and then hmm. Shayna and uh Bianca had a singles match. Can I just can say Shayna pinned just... Bianca? Yeah. Can I just say Reginald and Nia Jax? <laughs> Legends. I love it. Anyone that's been hating on Reginald and Nia Jax? Come on, man. That's been some Bro, good shit. I love their pairing. It's fucking hilarious. I it's so know. jokes. Um, and I'm with it, man. But no, I Shayna pinned um Shayna pinned Bianca, and then in, and there was some tension between Sasha and Bianca because Sasha came out and they was like, "Oh no, you're okay. I'm just gonna go to the back. You're doing fine." She kicked it. Yeah, but then, you know like, what was weird though? She she started pointing at the uh, Mania side. She started talking to the WrestleMania side, and Sasha's <laughs> just like holding the title. I'm like, "What are you doing? You look like an idiot." You know? Yeah, I don't know, but um, and then they made it about Tamina and Natalia. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what was happening. I'm like, isn't that feud like Nia and Shayna technically aren't feuding anybody right now? And then like, isn't aren't we supposed to be focusing on Sasha and Bianca? Like, what yeah, yeah, what yeah. is happening here? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I think the booking of this thing, this entire feud, has been just you know out of order and out of place. But you know, I hope they can finally figure the bearings and get things together. And you know, I know we're gonna go ahead. I know. I'm saying I know we're gonna get a banger of a match, but like the build of the match, the you know, just the blow off of it. What is it gonna be? Like I don't, I don't want it. I don't want them to wrestle. You know, on Extreme Rules. Like isn't that the pay per view after Mania? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't watch. Do you feel like they're rushing to put the belt on Bianca? When did she debut? Like the Rumble, prior to it a little know. bit. I think so, but again. She's kind of hot right now, so it makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, remember what they did with Asuka? Well, let's talk about Asuka for a second. Rhea Ripley just came out there, made her raw debut, like our official raw debut. And mm-hmm. don't worry, I'm the one pushing that. Maybe Charlotte takes the belt off of Asuka, and then we get Charlotte Rhea 2, and we get, we get a redemption. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to get Charlotte Rhea 2 down the road real soon. Um, mm-hmm. Debuted on Raw. Challenged Oscar for the belt at WrestleMania by just you know coming out and saying I want a title shot. And Oscar's like okay, which makes sense. You want to know why it makes sense? Because Oscar's had no challengers since like October. She no, had a lot of Bliss and Lana, but other than that, she's had no challengers since Zelina Vega last September or October. That's the last time she defended that title. And oh no, she so- defended on Raw against Alexa and I think Lana. But those are like just oh, like Raw title matches that just like happened. But she's not defended on pay per view since Zelina Vega last mm-hmm. September. Zelina Vega doesn't even hold the company no more. And then Rhea Ripley comes out there, asks for a title shot. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Might as well, because nobody else has been asking for one on this show. Listen, listen. This is how this match should go at WrestleMania. 
Shout out to Heel Turn on Instagram because one of his posts actually made sense. And I was reading them. I was, it, and it went like, um, you know, Asuka goes into Mania facing Ripley. And Ripley doesn't take the title off. We have a finish similar to Brett and Asuka in WrestleMania 13 where, you know, both men are just bleeding and, you know, Austin's not giving up. And we should have something similar to that at WrestleMania with Asuka and Ripley. You know what I mean? And I think that would be pretty cool. Like, Rhea Ripley doesn't win the belt. But she doesn't tap out to like the Oscar lot. She just passes out. You know what I mean? And I think they'll continue their feud and elevate the Raw title a little bit more, considering, you know, it hasn't been seen on, you know, that stage for a while. And to the po- to that point, like Rhea Ripley, and I I forgot this until somebody brought it up, whether it was on Clubhouse or Instagram or somewhere. To that point, Rhea Ripley is somewhat deserving for this because the final two people in the Royal Rumble were Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. Yeah, in a way, Rhea Ripley was like second runner up. No, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like, and it makes sense. And it makes sense. Like, I think what better opponent for Oscar than Ripley? Because there's no one else coming. Pregnant, uh, uh, you know, Charlotte uh, caught COVID, so get well soon to Charlotte Flair. There was an outbreak on yeah. uh, down there or whatnot. A uh, Triple H got it as well, but you know, ho- hoping Charlotte speedy recovery. Because personally, and I know people aren't fans of Charlotte Flair. I am, and I did want to see Charlotte versus. Oscar or Charlotte versus Oscar versus Rhea or Charlotte versus Rhea. Like that's what I was looking for, but I'm down three versus Oscar. It's a, it is a big deal, even though they don't book Oscar like she's a big deal anymore. Um, <laughs> I I think this was the best way to go with it. And Rhea has been dominant and it sucks for the casual fans that don't know much about Rhea and they won't have only witnessed mm-hmm. her from last year's WrestleMania and the rumble. But for hardcore wrestling fans, like we know how dominant Rhea is. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and I think you know that's it's great for Rhea. She's only like what twenty four. I don't know, mm-hmm. but you know, so future's bright for. Her. And also to add on to that, someone said on Twitter where like this WrestleMania is like the WrestleMania twenty one because there's no part timers except I don't know if Edge counts as a part timer, but it really showcases that WWE finally isn't relying on these old guys. Well, except for one match, but you get yeah, what that's I mean. why we need to support it even more, uh, wrestling fans, because. We need to support the current roster because as long as we support the people on the current roster, then they'll get pushed over guys coming in there and taking the spots at WrestleMania. It's been a very long time since this has happened. I want to say since like WrestleMania, like 24, maybe 25 was the last time we didn't have like part timers on this show. I'm gonna say ever since The Rock came back, because I think since The Rock came back, there's always been part timers on the show. Yeah, uh, like, there's no Brock, there's no Cena, there's no Taker, there's no Triple H, you no know. Rock. Like, no rock, like it's good, man. It's good. I mean, on that note, we do have Bad Bunny versus the Miz, which listen, I guess Bad Bunny is a celebrity, not a part timer. Uh, that that's an exception. That's an ex- ex- exception. Do you think it turns into a tag match, or is it just going to be a singles match? Because I thought it was going to oh, be a tag match. No, they're talking about turning into a tag match, and it makes sense. Morrison, we one more week to turn into a tag match. I just feel like if it's Bad Bunny versus the Miz, it still has potential to be like an entertaining match. But if it's a tag match, at least you could protect Bad Bunny. Have Damien Priest do a lot of the work, get Bad Bunny, get that hot tag or something, or vice versa. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I thought they were trying to, like, this was their way to introduce us to Damien Priest, and they're not doing a great job in that sense. Um, and then, other than that, it's just uh, that's the WrestleMania card as of now. Obviously, it looks like they're building towards Cesaro and Seth Rollins and whatnot. But moving forward, we have two more introductions into the Hall of Fame, two more inductees. Uh, the Great Kali that was announced on WWE India on Instagram that the Great Kali is going into 
the Hall of Fame. And I know a lot of people are like kind of split about this decision. Uh, he has a big deal in India. And I think the WWE knows they have a big, large audience of, in India. You know, they just had the superstar spectacle. India is a big market for them. And if like, who are you going to put in there from India? Like, you can't put Jinder in there yet. You can't put the Singh brothers. You know, uh, <laughs> who's a recognizable person? Who's won the world title? Who's feuded with the Undertaker and Rey Mysterio and so many others? Uh, Triple no. H, great Kali. Was he the greatest? No. Did he look like his knees didn't bend? Yes. But like, <laughs> he's he's a Punjabi playboy. He's in the Hall of Fame. And realistically, guys, this Hall of Fame has Donald Trump in it. This Hall of Fame has. Coco Beware in it. This Hall of Fame has Drew Carey in it. No disrespect to Coco Beware, by the way. I'm just saying, like, he wasn't a top guy either. Um, this Hall of Fame is filled with people that probably shouldn't be in there before other people. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. It's not like Great Collie's headlining the Hall of Fame. He's not the draw. He's not the headliner. <laughs> and he was an attraction. Don't be wrong. I think if anyone went to a live show during the time Great Collie was on the roster, when that dude came out, you were like, holy shit, he's huge. Yeah. He was huge. He was massive. Um, so congratulations to him. I'm not saying that because I'm Punjabi or anything like that. I just genuinely think that I understand where the hate comes from, but also it's unnecessary because it's the WWE Hall of Fame. Let's get real here. This is no, I don't even know what the credentials are to get in it. Like in Drew Carey's case, you just have to show up once and you're in it. So like, I mean, I don't bad, know. bad buddy's gonna be in that thing in like ten years. And and all respect to Batista, who doesn't want to go in this year because as we heard earlier, oh, this yeah. week, Batista no longer will be inducted this year. For multiple reasons, one being like, you know, what I mentioned, I think last week or maybe it was on Clubhouse that, you know, his schedule must be so heavy in Hollywood that last year he probably made time for it. Like he probably put aside time being like, I'm going to the Hall of Fame. I'm going to make time for it. You know, I'm going to be free. Where I think, you know, I'm not, not knowing that it was, was going to take place this year. He probably didn't know ahead of time and had prior obligations. I, I strongly believe that's true. And I also strongly believe that if he did say he would rather have it in front of a fans, for sure, let him have that. It's his, his, it's his prerogative. Like he's going into the Hall of Fame. This is something that's induction. Yeah, so it might happen twice for him if Evolution ever goes in. But otherwise, it's only happening once, and mm-hmm. it's his induction as a solo professional wrestler. And if he wants it in front of people, I understand and appreciate that. Because he, want- he does, he does. He said that in a tweet. One hundred percent. And uh, where I'm, where I was talking about how the Hall of Fame doesn't really mean anything. You don't really get anything from it. Yeah, maybe a Legends contract to get paid to be put in bunch of memorabilia and merchandise stuff but like realistically the only reason the hall of fame is super cool is the fact that you get to be you get that moment as a professional wrestler or a legend to go on stage and be appreciated by the fans and by your peers for that moment that's the most gratifying part of it i think so if batista's like i don't want to do those lots of fans and i can be in front of all my peers paying respects to me I understand that because if I was in his position, I'd probably feel the same way. Like, I, I don't want to do this in front of a Thunderdome. I don't want to <laughs> do this in front of, like, just half the half of my peers that could make it here because we need to have COVID restrictions. I'd rather do this in front of a full crowd because this is the one time everyone can actually, you know, I can selfishly get all... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All that love from all my peers and the fans. The one night I deserve it. Because that's the biggest no. part of going in the Hall no, of Fame. No, no there's no, no physical too, Hall yeah. of Fame. There's no place you can visit. There's no, there's no like real accolade of it. So, Yeah, more power yeah. to him. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he deserves it. And then I was talking about deserving it. The Kane's going in. Kane is one of the greatest about characters time. from my childhood. And I'm so happy for Kane, Undertaker, and I uh, let him know over the on the bump, which mm-hmm. was a cool little moment. Uh, and I'm happy for Kane, man. If someone deserves it and earned it, it's it's a big red machine, man. The guy's been rocking hard since prior than 1998. Because you guys are real hardcore wrestling historians. Like he was Doctor <laughs> Isaac Yankum. He was fake Kane. He was fake Diesel. I mean, like he's been around. Mm-hmm. And- He's, he's paid his dues and he's put over so many guys. He's one of those guys that's always been a legend mm-hmm. and always been putting over other talent. Whether it was no, work, and also he's worked with some of the, like the most randomest people in tag teams, whether it was X Pac, whether it was the Hurricane, whether it was Team Hell No with Daniel Bryan. And he's always been able to be like a serious, scary, intimidating character that is a threat to everybody. And he's also been like that funny, fun loving, can be a comedic character like he has so many times in the past. And I'm a big Kane fan. I'm happy for him. I also wish he was going in in front of an audience and in front of his peers. But it's all right. How do you feel about Kane going to the Hall of Fame, Daniel? No, it's good. Um, Kane was one of those guys I you know, grew up watching and I was always scared of because, you know, he was like fucking scary as shit. But um, his reaction was really genuine. It made me kind of sad, like knowing that like one of my childhood heroes are like, you know, going to the Hall of Fame. It made me kind of feel old in a sense. And I'm like, man, I'm like that's Make crazy. you feel old. I felt old when I saw that. You felt old. (laughs) I was alive when Kane. It's gotta be Kane. That's gotta be Kane. I remember watching that on my black box. For those, I'm old enough to know what a black box is. That tells you something. There you go. Daniel's like, I don't even know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Show I'm 19. (laughs) I recorded that on a VHS tape. You know that you ever owned a VHS tape before? Okay, I know what a VHS tape is. Relax, Uh, but no. Back to back, back to the topic. Um, you know, I'm I'm happy for him. Really, really uh, deserves him. You know, I can't wait to see hit what his speech is like. Um, I I hope I don't know who's gonna induct him. Hmm. Yeah, well, I was having this conversation with uh, one of the people that follow the TWC page. F Press's username. Shout out to him. Um, F Press with a number behind. It. I can't remember the number right now. <laughs> but um, I really do believe like it, there's obviously so many options, right? Like it could be. Right off the bat, everyone's like The Undertaker. And The Undertaker's broken character so much in the last year. Like, he's been on Joe Rogan. He was on the bump. He was still The Undertaker, but it wasn't The Undertaker. It was Mark Holloway. I think it would be the most fitting for The Undertaker to induct him. Um, Other guys I would say, like, you know, it could be Mark Henry. It could be The Big Show. Guys that he's been on the road with a lot. Um, Obviously, it can't be The Big Show no more. But Maybe Daniel Bryan. It could be Daniel Bryan. Someone said that. Like, Bryan makes sense, too, because of Team Hell No and all of that connection. Um. I don't you know. know. Be, you know. You know what would be hilarious? What if it, if it was Pete Rose and then he just fucking tombstones Pete Rose at the yeah yeah I thought I was thinking that too. Wait, when I started, I'm like, could be Pete Rose? Uh, but I think Pete Rose has been catching a lot of heat in the entertainment world recently as well. But mm-hmm. I don't know who's gonna induct him. I'm looking forward to it once again. I don't know how this Hall of Fame is taking place. I heard the recording stuff for the Thunderdome for the Hall of Fame. I don't know if it's gonna be like Thunderdome and then like a bunch of the rosters and stuff still there. I don't know, but I, I like I still think they could have pushed it till next year or later in the year. I still think yeah. they conducted last year's class and stopped inducting new people. But speaking of Hall of Fame, R V D is actually rumored and I hope I hope he's the next guy. Like he deserves it, man. Like he Yeah, no, I'm with it too. We just for those that haven't yet, guys go check out the Dropkick podcast on YouTube and uh, subscribe to an Apple Podcast, Spotify, we interviewed Rob Van Dam. Um, that would be uh, that. That's that would be dope too. But once again, all these guys like, I, are we forgetting that the NWO, the Bella Twins, JBL, 
uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. I think there's more. I just can't think of them right now. All already being there's inducted. A lot. Molly and then Holly. from this, there we have Bischoff, Molly Holly, Kane, Great Collie, and Rob Van Dam. Another five people. It's a lot of people. I mean, oh, Davy Boy Smith from the last year's class. Uh huh. There's a, a lot, lot of people, people you're right. You know, so it's like, what are we doing? A two hour Hall of Fame show? We already have two <laughs> nights of NXT. We have two nights of WrestleMania. Two nights of the Hall of Fame, baby. There's still Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite that's going to air on TV, anyways. That's a lot, man. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they might save it for next year. Who knows? But even if he is like the next guy, you know, well deserved, you know, hats off to him. You know, yeah, Rob Van Dam. That's a hell of a class with Rob Van Dam. That would have been a hell of a class for next year. Kane, Rob Van Dam, Molly Holly, Eric Bischoff, and um, um, Great Kali. Like, that's a class in its own. Yeah. That's a class in its own. You could have had Kane headline. You could have had Rob Van Dam headline, or you could have had Eric Bischoff headline. Like, that's a class in its own. Which it technically is because it's supposed to be the class of 2021, but that's like class of 2020 is a class of its own. It should have been the class of 2021 because yeah. we all know there's a pandemic that happened. Nobody is going to be like, why didn't it happen in 20? Like, no, we know what happened in 2020. The entire world knows what happened in 2020. Like, no, that's fair, man. That's fair. But I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm excited, you know. Speaking about NXT, though, speaking about how that's going to be two nights, I actually watched a bit of NXT this week. Uh, this is one of the first weeks in ages that i was actually flipping back and forth because uh, i like dynamite i'm a, i'm more aw i watch aw first every week but there was just too much wrestling on it this week and i don't know if it was just my mood i just couldn't sit there through a pwg young bucks and brandon cutler versus you know the lucha brothers and laredo kid because i watched the first like two minutes of it and every it just seemed like it was happening in you know the american legion hall for a pwg mm-hmm. show like it was independent wrestling that shouldn't be on television <laughs> And uh, no disrespect to those guys. They busted asses and put in a great match for anybody that was there for it. I just wasn't there for it. But on the other channel, we had Karrion Cross win, uh, have a, a, an amazing match with Oni Larkin and then cut a promo where Finn Balor came out. And it, they cut a, just a solid, decent promo against each other. And the one thing I'll say that stood out for NXT for me this week was the promos because that Karrion Cross Finn Balor promo was solid. It was decent. It was, I'm not going to say it was like amazing. Oh, my God. But it was a really good promo, and it got me hyped for the match. And then they ended the show with Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly doing a contract signing, and both those guys cut amazing promos on each other. That promo was amazing. Like, if you guys did not, go watch a Ka- Adam Cole-Kyle O'Reilly promo because that shit was legit. And then they also had Shawn Michaels come out and drop a ladder in between Phantasmo and uh, whatever his name is and uh, Jordan Devlin, who were both trying to – face each other take over to, to to claim who the real cruiserweight champion is which is a throwback to razor ramon and Shawn michaels at wrestlemania 10 where they were both intercontinental champions to figure out who the real champion was um so i thought that was cool but definitely go watch the adam cole kyle riley promo um that's good man yeah. nxt was solid but I, it reminds me of 1996 raw i don't know why that's weird that's just weird. the vibe of it the camera angles all of it, it reminds me of 96 raw but what were you gonna say daniel yeah. No, I think that's good for the, you know, uh, Jordan Dublin guys because I think having this high caliber of a match and, you know, doing it in a, in a ladder match, I think it'll be good. And, um, you know, I heard Finn Balor is also bringing back the Demon for a takeover, so that, that'll be a little cold throwback. But He mentioned something about the Demon in this promo, and I think that got people hyped. Like, mm-hmm. But I liked how he went off this whole thing about carrying – like he pointed out carrying Cross is one of those people that fights with his emotions where Finn doesn't do that. He's been there, but he doesn't do that more. He fights because da 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 And that the thing that could cost Karrion Cross the match is letting his emotions get ahead of him. And I'm like, oh, that's a cool way to tell this story. I mean, 
They, they're storytellers, man. They know what they're doing, right? And then Adam Cole saying he doesn't need Undisputed Era no more. It was holding him back. He had to sit there and watch Kyle O'Reilly fail twice to try to get the NXT world title. I'm like, oh, these guys are telling me a story. Let me tell you what's hey, not happening Dynamite. I don't know what the hell the stories are. Hey, you want to talk about a story? Cody Rhodes and Banjo are getting their own reality show. So. Yeah, that's dope. I, okay, listen. I, let's talk about that. Because, you know, Bearing Smarks called me out on my uh, – shout out to Bearing Smarks. He is my boy, so it's not like hate or anything like that. Um, we do different in opinions a lot of the time. And I know he's an AEW hater. And that's, like, his, his gimmick where mine is to be, like, the – Neutral good guy. And I do I like AW hits on AW, but he calls them out on their shit. I called you out in the comments. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and he was like, Listen, Justin, I know you're a nice guy that plays it safe and tries to be happy, go lucky all the time, but brah, even you know deep down inside this is a ripoff of another show. My response was exactly what it's gonna be on here. I understand that it's a ripoff of another show, and it is very Miz and Mrs. for sure. But to that point, isn't every reality show somewhat a whip rip off of another reality show? Okay, listen, yes, it is, but to that point, I think this is great because it's going to be on TNT. It's going to get more exposure, first of all, for the AEW company as itself, more exposure for Cody, Brandy, the entire Rhodes family. And just, I think it'll do great business. You know what I mean? So I'm with like, you. I'm one of my things I used to say that like, I had four things, my four pillars of what started the women's revolution the NXT women, AJ Lee, Ronda Rousey. And I'm like, the last one that really popped it off was Total Divas. Like, Total Divas. <laughs> Whether you watch it or you like it or you agree with what it is or not, like it brought so many more viewers to WWE because yeah, we got to know who Natalia was, who the Bella Twins were, who Eva Marie was, who all these women were, Carmella and Naomi and all these people that are on Total Divas. And it forced them to want to tune to the show to see what they were actually doing on the show. And I've talked to enough female women wrestling fans that have told me, I'm like, what got you into like women's wrestling? They'll be like, oh, Total Divas. Caroline Sped said it on uh casual conversations a classic herself she's like oh like i did watch my dad was a big wrestling fan and stuff she's like oh total divas kind of got me into it again mm-hmm. it works it, it really works. does it gets um, that it gets those sets of eyes like i think the big show talked about it on uh talking sheriff when i was listening to me this morning and he was like i have that demographic from little girls now who are big show fans because of the big, the show, big show, show show on netflix right and i'm like that's so fucking cool like they don't even know the big show before then, but now watching the big show on Netflix and seeing that you get the new, you know, the new demographic of young kids and all that. So I think it's great, man. And it's it kind of makes, it kind of makes yeah. me bite my words because I have been on record saying time and time and time and time and time again, like it's so redundant, so repetitive. I will probably say it every week without even noticing it. AEW's had a, such a hard time creating new fans and they're always focusing on just their hardcore fans that they're going to have. They're always focusing on the fans that are going to tune in regardless if the product is shit, regardless if they know what's going on or not. Like those are the fans that they keep catering to. This is actually showing them catering to an audience they don't already have. Yeah. Well, the hardcore fans tune into the show. Yeah, definitely. I am guilty of watching Ms. and Mrs. Watching total Bellas, watching total divas. I, you know, and I'm not saying like I tune in every week. Like usually like if they drop the next season of Total Divas, I mean Total Bellas on the network, I'll probably watch the whole thing from start to finish. I'll binge it. Like, But I am guilty of watching these shows. I like trash television once in a while. I like television I can watch and I don't need to think. It's just entertaining. And we get some like behind the scenes look of WWE and whatnot. Like it's kind of cool. Kayfabe's dead. It's been dead, guys. Get over it. But I like, mean, 
We we fucking binged watch two seasons of Total Bellas like that one night. I was like, <laughs> yeah, and I didn't watch that when I was live, but we I caught up and like I I low key like I I know it's not for everyone and some people are probably judging me hard right now, but I enjoy trash television like this. And to be honest with you, I'm gonna enjoy it with Cody and Brandy, um, and I'm gonna enjoy seeing some behind the scenes of AEW and stuff. And you know maybe it'll bring in some new fans. Is it a ripoff? Yes. Is it a idea that isn't fresh or new? For sure, it's not. Nothing in reality TV is fresh or new. Total um, yeah. Diva started from uh, keeping up the card that keeping up yeah, the keeping Kardashian. up the Kardashians away. You know I mean, wrestling wise of athletes or whatever. Like yeah, been so yeah, many. Yeah. Barbie was on the show. Barbie Blank. Shout out to her, Kelly Kelly. But like, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm. But before we move on, I, I I don't know if you forgot, but I did want to talk about Andrade. He finally got his release. Oh, yeah, that, that was on my list of things. I'm happy for yeah, him. Yeah. I don't know where I see him going. I don't want to see him in AEW yet. I'm not saying never, but yet. I don't think AEW needs any more talent. AEW's come to this place now. They've kind of plateaued to the point of, like, they have more talent than they really even know what to do with. And that mm-hmm. shows... Like, look at Pinnacle, it's stacked. Look at Dark Order, it's stacked. Look at Team Taz, they're stacked. There's so much talent there. Hell, Miro's there, team of Kip Saving, having a video game match against Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Like, there's too much talent in AEW for them to be signing more talent. I've said it before, I do think I, we're going to see Andrade appear in um, Ring of Honor because his boy Roosh is there, and I think there's potential for him to do stuff there. Uh, maybe Impact. I do definitely want to see him in Japan at some point. But I'm happy he got granted his release because, man, was he underutilized and underappreciated in the WWE in the end half. I, not in the NXT, but when he was on that main roster, I think they saw something in him. But eventually, like, he's in the Aleister Black position. of like, w- They had no idea what to do with him, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think once he lost Zelina Vega as his mouthpiece, I think they all had even less idea what to do with him because his only weakness, his only weakness was his ability to maybe cut promos and speak English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know what, man? I'm happy for him. I, I know he's gonna kill it. He's a fucking phenomenal, you know, wrestler. And uh, you know, he he doesn't need to go to the AEW right now. Like, give it, give it a year, give it two years. You know, if he does, I'm not gonna be disappointed. I just think there's not like it's it's too soon, man. We we just saw Paul White. We just saw Christian. Like, come on, you know the Christians are now. Even if he does, like, listen, I'm not against the idea of you signing talent that has um equity in their name already because they work somewhere else a lot of people are like oh it's this is like impact this is like oh they're just signing wwe rejects or like they can't build their own stars no, no like AEW is building their own stars but they are signing these like they signed big show because big show still has equity in his name like you said these little girls that we even watch the big show show that are you know, oh, the big show uh christian was gone for seven years but he still has equity in his name and next week we get to see christian wrestle on dynamite finally Finally. Kazarian, Frank Kazarian, someone he might have worked with in TNA. I don't remember if they've had a match, but I'm sure they did. They did. They um, did. 2004. Oh, look at this guy. I remember like, the dates and shit. I mean, <laughs> I watched TNA the entire time. I just don't, I don't remember. Like, I'm not a Daniel or a Jordan Jomo or Y2J invented this name on Instagram. I don't remember every what match you? that ever happened. Wow. But, uh, but uh, shout out to them. They're, they're great. Those are the uh, they're like my encyclopedias of wrestling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I can't. I'm looking forward to seeing Chris Russell, but I just I think people need to get off this whole oh they're signing everyone that leaves WWE hate because that's basically what made the Monday Night Wars a thing. Like mm-hmm. he signed Hogan, he signed Savage, he signed Piper, all these people that Vince thought 
he didn't need anymore, did not see anything in her, they were too old. Bischoff signed, and that's what you know got people tuning into WCW. That started the war. I'm not saying we're gonna get a war here or anything, but I think it's beneficial for AEW to sign wrestlers that have equity in their name because they're trying to gain a larger audience, and it makes sense. Don't sign everybody in the mom, mm-hmm. but you know, sign people. And I think Andrade's young. He still has a lot that he can offer. Do I yeah. imagine Andrade coming in there with Zelina Vega together? Like Tia Trinidad mm-hmm. and Andrade are both on the market now. I can see them reuniting. Someone did some really cool artwork of the two of them, of Andrade walking past Tia, and she posted herself. And I was like, oh, these two could get back together. It would be good, man. It would be good business. But you know what sucks is um, I think Alistair like, tweeted something saying, you know, I'm going to follow in the footsteps of Andrade. And I'm like, man, I hope not. You know, because if they do, they they missed out on a great star, man. I'm with Tommy and leaving. I'm not, man. (laughs) But I think Alistair, man, they can't. Like, Alistair's not in Max Big Star. And like, Alistair, I would be more than happy if he just popped up in AEW and kicked Kenny O'Man. I wouldn't. I I need Alistair to hold that WWE title, man. I need him to fucking be Brock. I need him, you know, to fucking. No, that's the stuff I want. I don't know if it's going to happen. I hope it does. You know. uh, Kenny Omega was on Impact, and they still do one of the lowest ratings they've ever had. So does that mean that Kenny Omega no longer pushes the needle? Are we learning something here, folks? I mean, was he ever a draw? That's the question we. That's the question I'm trying to put out. Just there. saying. So do that. No, and I'm bringing it up for to, to tie in what we're talking about. Then, mm-hmm. if the guys you already have aren't the draws, there's a reason why they're signing these guys with equity to their name. No, Eric Bischoff said it best on Chris Mondo's show. Look at look at us, just fucking giving out shout outs and shit. But um, yeah, shout to Chris. Eric, that's Chris. But Eric was like, I think it's good that you know they're signing these you know older guys, like not older, but just these veterans in the business, like a Christian or Paul White, because it brings eyes and also no one wants to sit there and watch new guys only on a show. They want to see some of the old stuff and new stuff. Just a combination of you know wrestling and i think that's what brings in different friends from all around like the age gap you know what i mean and i'm like that makes sense so yeah i don't know i'm with you man i just uh i'm happy with uh them signing guys that they can actually use and benefit it just it does sometimes scare me when we see them bringing a guy like brian cage and then seeing what happened with him and then bringing in a guy like um Miro, and then we see what he's doing right now. And it's not that they're doing shitty things necessarily, but if you're going to sign guys I, I, like, and they have equity to the name, like use them in bigger spots. Like, why are we getting no disrespect to QT Marshall? Why are we getting a QT Marshall and Cody feud when we could have, be having a Brian Cage and Cody feud? Or hey man, Miro I'm still like I'm still hurt over QT Marshall turning heel, man. I don't know about you, man. That. That heel turn really struck. Oh, yeah. So intrigued. I'm so interested. Oh, my God. And you know what? Like, honestly, like, I, the promo QT cut this week, and, it, and it's very confusing, okay? Like, if this was WWE, they'd catch a lot of flack for it, like, a lot of fucking flack for it. But the yeah. fact that QT came out there, and now we're getting introduced to his wife, even though we just had the whole storyline where he was with Ali prior, and, like, nothing makes, like, 
we people used to get mad about WWE doing stuff and not giving us explanations. AEW does that all the time. And if they're giving us explanations on BTE and stuff, once again, not everybody that's watching on TV is watching BTE and stuff, guys. Give us the explanation on TV or give us the clips from BTE on Dynamite. Like, hundred percent. And you know, speaking of explanations, fucking Shaq disappeared from the ambulance. And I still, still don't know where he disappeared to. You know still what I mean? Like, the butcher and the blade are just randomly with. Uh, Matt Hardy now, who yeah. now they're pushing Matt Hardy's stable with the Butcher and the Blade and the Private Party, and they're feuding. I think the Dark Order, and uh, I it's a mess. Know, it's a mess with the Dark Order, but she's not with the Dark Order because she's Anna Jay's friend. And a huge win for Take Haunty this week. Very happy for her. She beat mm-hmm. Nyla Rose in a very dominant fashion. I'm all about that. And oh yeah, she does still the champion. I forgot, but she came out and did some stuff. <laughs> that says a lot. You know, Britt Baker came out and cut a hell of a promo, a great promo saying, you know, you keep hiring all these people when you got a legend standing right in front of you, which was an amazing promo on Britt Baker, who should probably be the women's champion or Thunder Rosa at this point. I'm just saying. Uh, no, they should, man. They've been killing it. And I don't know. Otherwise, Matt Seidel and Kenny Omega had a great match. Darby put on a great match with John Silver. The six-man mm-hmm. tag match with uh, the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler against the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kidware. It was a really good match if you have the energy to watch a PWG-style flippy kind of match. Like, it was a good match. I'm not hating it. Just I, I was tired. I went to bed at like 9 a.m., slept for like three hours. I just wasn't feeling it. But other than that, like Dynamite was a solid show, but it goes back to just I felt like there was a lot of wrestling. Um, Sean Spears and FTR picked up a quick win against the Varsity Brothers. Uh, Bar- Varsity Brothers. Varsity, what are they? The Varsity, Varsity Blondes. Blondes. And uh, one half of Top Flight, but like they cut a hell of a promo. But that I that was a highlight for me because that's what I'm, I was about to say. This is a lack of like promos and storyline building. And I know QT cut a promo, but I don't care. Like, oh, it's hard, man. It's really getting hard an to match between QT and Cody next week. Like, I don't care. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like with Cody, they're just kind of like just you know just having. What was Cody doing at the Pentagon? Was it just a one-off, one match, and done? That's it. Because I was enjoying <laughs> that. No, that's what I was thinking. I was like, what are they going to do with Cody now? Like, is that it? Like, I don't know. But I don't know, man. Dynamite. Dynamite's been on a roll, I guess. MJF's been killing it. Yeah, that's it for Dynamite. I think that's about it. I'm looking forward to, I don't know, to be honest, or Dynamite. I end up in a big melee. It's a good show. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it has its moments. It has its moments. Like, you know what I mean? Like every show. So. Um, lastly, once again, if you guys haven't, like, definitely check out the Randy Orton thing with Broken Skull Sessions. I think we really got insight of Randy Orton that we never really got to see before and heard about his early career when it comes to, like, uh, who he was early in his career, evolution days and whatnot, and why he is where he's at now. And it was just, I don't know. I, I've been a Randy Orton fan since 2002. I'm a loyal Randy Orton fan. I'll always be a Randy Orton fan. I stayed a fan even when he was boring and stuff, but I'm with it, man. No, I'm glad I, he's in a position where he can give back and help other people and help other talent, and he's happy to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I'm glad he's going to stick around for another 10 years, man. Like, that's that's really cool of him to do. Like, he doesn't have to do that, but a guy like Randy Orton's willing to do that, and I respect the fuck out of that. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's good. Guys, uh, more articles will be coming to 1.37 p.m. written by my, yours truly. Uh, the link's in my bio. If you haven't already, guys, follow TWC Worldwide underscore. That's a merchandise page. You can get all your guys' wrestling classic merch from ProWrestlingTees.com. I got to drop there. Plus, TWCShop.com, which is like hoodies and other stuff that you can't get on Pro Wrestling Tees. 
uh yeah man make sure you guys subscribe to the tlbc show more casual conversations coming um hopefully i got some planned i don't want to confirm any of them until they're done and recorded but we got more twc shows coming your way uh i mean casual conversations coming your way and guys make sure you subscribe to the dropkick podcast follow them on instagram follow subscribe to them on youtube and subscribe to them on apple Podcasts, and spotify and everything else i hope um you know one week away from wrestlemania man i hope things pick up this you know this could be one of those situations where the card is like you know it's, it is a solid card but my expectations are kind of whatever right now so hopefully yeah. it exceeds my expectations i think it'd be a good wrestlemania man they have a lot of uh expectations because you know fans are finally back in the wwe you know bubble and i think that's cool man it's about time and you know to add on to that with fans coming back i swear to god just put out jeff hardy at wrestlemania Throwing no more words and the fucking crowd's gonna lose their minds, man. Like, I, I don't know. Why do you think people are gonna pop to that theme song so much? Listen, my generation, we grew up with Jeff Hardy, right? And Jeff Hardy was like our guy. And I think, I don't think anybody hated Jeff Hardy from my generation except like a couple people. But like, majority of the fucking people love this guy. So I think that song is so universal where it like kind of connects fans and like, you know, it has everybody in that bubble. So I don't know. Just have him at WrestleMania, play that theme. I'd be a happy kid. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I doesn't. I think <laughs> the theme's really good. I think the theme's really good. I do. You've made me grow to like Jeff Hardy more. I understand why he was so over in two thousand eight and nine because I didn't watch those SmackDowns then, and we went back and watched with them. Like, oh, I get it. Also, do still think that he laughed at his peak, but uh, he did. He did. But I, I mean, not like his peak, like he wasn't like that was the best he ever was. I mean, the peak hasn't like his peak of popularity. Like mm-hmm. he literally, the moment he was like a top, top guy, he decided to dip. And I was like, what? But um, <laughs> other than that, like maybe, I mean, the pop that they got at WrestleMania 32 when they returned says a lot about how the people feel about the Hardy Boys. So maybe they'd pop for that theme. But I just think he's been around. Like he was on Raw this past week and I forgot he was even on Raw. It sucks. Like, they can use Jeff Hardy as a big factor on Raw, but they just don't know what the fuck they want to do. Again, it goes back to the idea. They signed this guy because they just wanted to sign a Hardy under WWE. And because Matt's under AEW's contract, they don't know what the fuck they want to no, do. No, it started off great when the Hardy Boys came back. Don't get me wrong. It's like yeah. if you do one of those things where it started and where we're at now. No, that's what I'm saying. You do the different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... I don't know, man. I hope Jeff gets one last title run with the WWE title. But um, with you, other than that, guys, I think that's it for this week's episode of the TWC show. Um, let us know if you think Jeff Hardy should get no more words back. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys keep doing the thing. I got a Patreon that I'm putting together, guys. Please come and support the Patreon. You guys will be getting a whole bunch of exclusive stuff. I will be putting the TWC show out on video form just for Patreon users, so you guys can watch us. When we record this show now, moving forward, for users, I'll be dropping episodes early. I'll be dropping interviews early. You'll get an exclusive link to an exclusive Instagram page where I'll be posting videos and stuff. The stuff that I'm not allowed to post on my main page, it will be an exclusive secret page that you will only get to know about if you're a Patreon user. You'll get shout outs on the show. You'll get shout outs on my Instagram story. You'll get discounts on action figures. You'll get giveaways, all these cool stuff. You come sign up to the Wrestling Classic Patreon. It should be up and running very soon. Definitely for April, it will be ready to go. And I'd appreciate you guys' support. It means the world. Can't wait until you get your OnlyFans, man. I'm happy for you. It's basically an OnlyFans. (laughs) 
This is not this is not sexual, you know. It ain't no no nudity. But other than that, guys, I mean, maybe I'll come onto the TWC show and record it without a shirt on. I don't know. <laughs> other than that, uh, hope you guys keep doing the thing. Uh, embrace the madness. I love and respect you all. Show some love. Show some love. It's WrestleMania season, and uh, yeah, keep doing the thing, man. Down. Anything you want to add? Lifestyle, man. What a lifestyle. This protein shake is really good, by the way. This guy's, little, this guy's drinking a protein shake and said, What a lifestyle. I'm drinking a cup of coffee in the big time. Yeah, yeah a cup of coffee. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Whatever. Ooh, yeah, dig it. Uh -huh. Yeah, TWC show. Done. Let's see it. How's it good? Hey everybody, it's a Wrestling Classic Justin here, and I just want to give a huge shout out to Maestro Classic. Maestro Classic is the best in beard care and is undeniably good at keeping your beard clean and conditioned. It's sulfate-free beard wash to clean the beard without drying your skin, beard butter to condition it, and beard oil to help it shine. The products are available online at maestroclassic.com and all of your target locations in the beard care aisles. Maestro Classic is the top brand in beard care game with a dedicated team on the road with the WWE, the 76ers, and NASCAR. If you always wondered how superstars such as Triple H, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Kofi Kingston stay so perfectly groomed, it's Maestro Classic. Be sure to use my promo code TWC Maestro to save yourself 25% on all your online purchases. That is TWC Maestro. Dig it! <laughs>